welcome to the safe space with Shannon. It's your favorite Shannon. And I am back with another episode. We're back with another amazing father for the virtual couch. And today it's going to be super special. I know I say that every time. That's because every time is special. <laughs> I say it every time. But it just it, it keeps getting better and better and better. Um, and you guys already know I have my co-host with me. That's my babies. So please be on the lookout for them. Um, today we have Minister Corey Mitchell. Minister Mitchell, how you doing? I'm doing great. That's great. Thank you so much for joining us on Virtual Couch today. We're just going to jump right into it. Do you think there is enough safe spaces for men, especially fathers? Um, I would say yes, there is enough safe spaces for men, especially fathers, because uh, whether it be through pastors, ministers, deacons, or even counselors, um, those spaces are, I do believe, available. But what we must remember that most men have extremely large egos mm-hmm. and because we have large egos we generally don't gravitate to those safe spaces so uh we would love to have you to believe that we always got things under control and have everything together when in all reality many times everything about us is falling apart wow so those uh those that ego and is it's, it's it's a it's a sense of pride, um, and because we are so prideful about a lot of things, we're embarrassed to admit that we don't have control over a lot of things that we're dealing with. So we don't gravitate to those safe spaces. But what's dangerous about that is because of the fact that a lot of men have programmed themselves and conditioned themselves to uh, to put the best on the outside. We have a silent cry out for help. And when those safe spaces is available, if they come in the form of an individual, you can't have, uh, you can't just look at us and tell that we're really going through this to hide what we really feel on the inside. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That's, um, <laughs> that, yeah. that's a lot to unpack right there, but I don't want to cut you off because you're talking no. good. No, that's, that's fine. Wow. So, and I love how you put that though, because you're saying the spaces are definitely available. Oh yeah, they're definitely available. And um, our egos have a tendency, you know, we want to, we want you to believe that we always have it under control and we don't need those spaces. But in all reality, uh, before, in all reality, in public, we, we, we roar like a lion, but behind closed doors, we run for life like a lamb. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> that's powerful. Can you repeat that? Yeah, I was in, in public. We we are uh, around people in a crowd. We we roar like a lion, but uh, behind closed doors, many times we whimper like a lamb. Wow. Yeah, we really do. We really do. That's <laughs> profound. Yes. That is profound because I don't think that. First of all. Mm-hmm. That, wait a minute, let me just gather my thoughts because you just made my brain silly putty with that because I'm I'm trying to even think of how that looks because you don't see um, men, I have not had, you know, the opportunity to really see what it looks like when Mm -hmm. a man can really let his guard down 
Oh yeah. And be the lamb that you're speaking about because it's always a lion. Why do you think you mentioned something about pride and that's a sense of pride and ego? Mm-hmm. Why do you? Is that like just the makeup of a man? Like, well, does I, that I, is that I, a mechanism think, of defense? I think we, I think we, um, society have taught us. I think in so many ways to, you know, to be this man that 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 could solve anything. Mm-hmm. A man want to be able to solve any issues, and we want to feel like we have it all. All in control, but mm-hmm. it's not. That's not always the case. It really isn't always the case because I have a wife, and and uh, sometime, and I will admit, um, I'll be a strong man in 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 the sight of of everyone. But when I'm just around her, I know that shoulder I could cry on, and and she would console me. So yeah, and that gives me strength, you know, to pick me back up and. Get back out there and be that man that I should be. Yeah, it really does. Pause <laughs> right there because <laughs> I love it. I love it. First of all, I just want to take a moment to <laughs> shout out <laughs> Minister Angel Mitchell. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that just, and what you just said, honestly, whoo, it's amazing. And I have, can I can count on one hand the amount of men that I know that have what you have. Right. Um, and that's amazing. That's profound. That's needed. Would you say that's essential? Like every man needs what you have found in your wife. Like let's Yes, yes. Uh, she, she, she's she's a best friend. And as a matter of fact, it's funny you say that because this morning when we woke up this morning, I cooked breakfast for her around about six o'clock this morning. And and I when she got up, the first thing I said to her, I said, good morning, best friend. And uh, she just looked at me like I was like, no, I said that mean a lot to me. I mean that because she's she's my best friend. She's my lover. She's my mate. She's my helpmate. She's she's that strong person for me when, you know, oh, yeah. So I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna try to stay on track because I was just asking. I'm gonna try to stay on track because this, first of all, this is melting my heart, and I know a lot of people is gonna feel this because I can, I can really hear your heart when you speaking right now. So I can feel what you're saying, and it run deep, and it means a lot, and I could feel that it means everything to you, and right. that has helped you become more of the and you can correct me if I'm wrong but this is just what I'm perceiving from what you're saying mm-hmm. it has helped you become more of the man that you are and can be right. on the outside because right. you have that safe space in your best friend in your wife I first of all that's amazing right. it is that's phenomenal yeah. that just speaks to the kind of woman she is and oh, go mm-hmm. ahead I'm I'm <laughs> That's beautiful. I can't even put that into words, actually. <laughs> I cannot. I genuinely cannot. That is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And everybody needs one of those. I, everybody needs one of those. But since we're talking about fathers and men, we gonna, I'm going to stay on track. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stay on track. <laughs> See, side note, I'm going to have to have her own. Right, right. Because... She has a perspective. Trust me, she really does. I know, and you just really gave a glimpse of 
we could use that insight. And when I say we, I'm talking about as women who don't really know that, has not had the privilege to experience, you know, that or get that insight. We could use that. Yeah, we 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 really we really balance each other also because talk uh, about it. Because I'll say because um I was a, I'm a very very strong disciplinarian when it came to our children and she mm-hmm. was a little bit more passive. So that that made some balance for the kids and uh created balance for the kids. But I I have a tendency to sometimes to be very very aggressive uh when I'm speaking but not meaning harm, but it's because I'm so sure of myself, I come across as being aggressive. Mm-hmm. So there's times when events take place in public when we need that aggression where someone is trying to uh, uh, lowball us. Uh, I'm the one that step up and I tell her, I say, look, I got this because I speak with more authority and more aggressive. But when there's a time when we need to be a little bit more humble, she will push me aside and say, hey, I got this. Because, I love it. Yeah. So we balance each other. That's one thing I would say about her. She 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 really bring that balance. She really I does. love that. And that has um also I'm sure played a part in the safe space that she provides because oh. I think in my head how it would come across is if you are the disciplinarian, if you are the straightforward stern, I don't that and I could be wrong, but I don't even think that it would be received well if you had another one of you on the other side of the right. No, fence. no, 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 it, not it wouldn't be because she'll be the first to tell you that I'm um, uh, I can't really, really come up with the word for it, but I don't want to say strong head, but and you confrontational, say, yeah, I don't want to say demanding, but in that area where. <laughs> Uh, I I do like to be in control. I will say that. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I do. I do love to be in control, but I'm humble enough to listen to who I'm talking with or speaking with at the moment. I will. I will listen and I will try to understand. I will, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I have experienced that humility. So I know you're telling the truth. <laughs> yes, yes. I have. I have experienced exactly what you're talking about. So I know that you're telling the truth. And I, you know, that's, uh, I think that's amazing as well. And so because you have that balance uh, with you and her, can you talk about how that has helped, you know, you create a safe space for your children, and um, I know you have a son and you have daughters as well. Can you talk about that? Yeah, how I created one for my children is, um, well, it 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 really, it really came from I'll say my dad mm-hmm. uh, because my dad created that safe space for me. He was, he was my greatest mentor, and uh, he uh, passed away in two thousand twenty-one. Oh no! But he. Um, my dad was always there. He always treated me kind. He always treated us with respect. He never put us down. He would always hear you through. My dad was one that if you was expressing yourself, he wouldn't cut you off in the middle of what you're saying. Even if he know that you're off a little bit, he would still wait until the end. And in the end, he would never say stuff like, uh, that makes no sense. That's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. He would never say things like that. But instead, he would tell me, he would say, well, son, have you ever looked at it like this or uh, viewed it from this perspective? What he was doing was he was uh, uh, giving me options to be able to create an answer for the dilemmas that I was dealing with. And that's how, so that safe space that he gave me 
was something I was able to pass on to my children. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that. And uh, I love that. <laughs> I do. And I'm just, I'm taking it all in because this is just <laughs> profound. It's profound. Everything you're saying, it, 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 it's weighty, but it's right. And it's good. And it's right. Oh, man. Especially for now, my son. Yeah. yeah, I was, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was, oh, okay. talk about, can you talk about it with your son? Like, because I'm sure, does that look different for your sons and your, I mean, your son and your daughters? Yes, it, it, it was, it is. Um, So with my son, um, I created a safe space for him by leading by example. Um, If I wanted him to, conduct himself a certain way, I made sure he saw me do that. Um, if I wanted him to talk a certain way, I would make sure I talked that way around him. Now, at the age of 50 years old now, and my son being 24, I don't, I don't expect for him to cut his hair like I do, or dress like I do, or wear the type of shoes I do. Mm-hmm. I don't, but I have always led by example. Yes. And I, 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 I want to share this with you. Um, there was a, a time when in my neighborhood, there's an area where all the men have, where there's a lot of, under this tree where a lot of men it was drinking and gambling and, and uh, profanity took place. Now, I didn't participate in those activities every day I was there. Yes, sir. And I was there and I was sitting there. And this is what happened one day. I'll never forget. My son was about in 11th grade. He, he he rode up on the bicycle, and I looked at him. I didn't think much of it, but I did see him. And and as time went on, I looked at him again, and he was sitting on the tailgate with some other guys, and they was laughing and having a good time. It was that moment when it really, really hit me. I said to myself, I said, wow, if my son have now come to a point in his life where he's hanging out in my old hangout places, that means I've been here too long. Wow. So I immediately got up. I, I immediately got up and I walked over to him and I leaned into him with a soft voice in his ear. And I, I didn't blast him in front of no one. I didn't tell him to go home, get away from here. You shouldn't be here. I leaned into him and I told him, I said, son, listen, dad, getting ready to go home. I'm leaving. I'm going to the house and uh, and uh, try not to hang around here too long because this is not the safest place for you. And I say, um, so I'll see you later. And by the time he got home, he he made it known to me that I appreciate how you handled that and that you did not embarrass me in front of other people. So I led by example and, and I gave him that safe space to know that he could always come to me and talk to me without being embarrassed or, or being afraid, no matter what it is. That was one way I created a safe place for my son um, and, and led by example by not hanging out in those places, which eventually he stopped hanging out in those places. Wow. <laughs> but you, 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 you wow. mentioned you mentioned to me about how was that different with with, with my girls. Uh, it was extremely different with the girls um, because um, three. I have three kids. My son being the youngest, and have two older daughters. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not jumping ahead of it. Uh, no, you're not. Hey, listen, okay. you 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 rolling good. I'm okay. listening. So, so <laughs> what made it different with my girls is um, I have three kids and. They're biologically my kids and biologically my wife's kids, meaning they came from the both of us. Right. But they all have different personalities. Mm-hmm. So my oldest daughter, she's very verbal, but she 
when she expressed herself, she's very emotional, uh, meaning she would shed tears. That's how she expressed herself. Mm -hmm. My middle daughter, she is one that harbor up what she feels on the inside. She holds it in, and it's hard to get anything out of her. She's very respectfully attentive when you're talking to her, but she won't say much. Now, mm -hmm. my son, on the other hand, he's very emotional also, but very aggressive in his emotions. So a parent, it's important that a parent be able to, to, to know these things and be able to act accordingly when they're talking to their children. So my oldest daughter, I make sure I go to her in a very, very passive way when I have to speak with her because I know she's emotional. Mm -hmm. My middle daughter, I go to her in a way to give her that assurance that you can open up and talk to dad, hoping that I could get something out of her. Mm -hmm. My son, I approach him very humble so that it won't be two aggressive forces coming at each other. So, right. but with my girls, I will say this right here. I would always let my girls know, listen, when I was dating your mom, I always loved your mom and I always meant well by her. And even though I was a good guy, I still thought like a boy. And I will let them know. So you could only imagine the guys that has bad intentions and think like a boy. If right. I was a guy and thought like a boy. I was straight up with my girls and I will let them know just like how it is because they was going to be facing the real world one day. So I would tell them, listen, uh, boys are generally aroused by what they see and girls are generally aroused by a touch. So make sure that these boys keep their hands to themselves so they won't put you in a predicament where you are vulnerable to them. Keep their hands to themselves. I would, tell them, good. I would tell them things like that. And I would also let them know that, hey, uh, your mom only could give you perspective in life as it relates to a female. But if you really, really want to know what a man is thinking and what a guy is thinking, what makes us tick, you must come to dad because I've already lived through all those stages in life. Right. And uh, uh, one last thing I'd like to share with you, if you don't mind. Yes, about I that, don't mind. <laughs> about that is one of my daughters was dating this guy one day, one time, not one day, at one time. And he was a really good guy, but I just didn't approve of him because I just didn't think he was good for her. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I, we pulled our daughter to the side and we told her, we said, listen, sweetheart, what we want you to do is we want you to pray about this situation and tell God everything that you're looking for in a man and what you're looking for, not just a man, but in a companion. And she agreed to it. As time passed, I, I brought it to her attention. I said, remember what I told you to talk to God about? I said, did you do that? She said, yes, sir. I said, okay, so this guy that you're talking to right now, is he everything that you prayed for? She told me no. I said, well, why are you wasting your time? Wow. So it's, it's, it's things like that that made, you know, raising my daughters and making a safe place for my daughters uh, from even my son. A father, a father, when he releases his daughters, what he's doing is he's trusting this guy to take over and continue on to treat his daughter with the respect that she deserved that dad was giving her. So that's a real hard pill to swallow from a dad. It's really, really hard even to this day with my daughter's dating. I'm looking at these guys. Okay, I know you're a good guy, but I'm like, hey, man, that's still my daughter. Right, <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> 
Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you. And this gonna be a vulnerable admit for me. Oh yeah. But you are really speaking, and I'm gonna try not to get emotional because I feel it coming home. Okay. But since this is the safe space, um <laughs> you are really speaking to the daughter in me. Oh yeah. My dad wasn't around for the important milestones that you're mm-hmm. explaining. Right. Um he had a kind of and I let me just make this disclaimer. I love my dad. He mm-hmm. went on to be with the Lord in 2018. We reconciled our relationship before he went. So mm-hmm. am I in no way saying, you know, what I didn't tell him. Because um, right, right, right. we we actually built that relationship before he passed away, mm-hmm. but it was just some things that I didn't get to hear. And right. what you're saying mm-hmm. is, you created safe spaces in different ways according to who your children were, who right. you have observed them to be, um, and specifically to your daughters. Like, right? You were you were speaking. I felt like a little girl here listening, attentive. <laughs> soaking in everything you saying and um right. my mind is and I'm about to be 30. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so I'm about to be 30 in January actually. Oh, you're the same my oldest daughter then. Yeah, I'm about yeah. to be 30 in January and <laughs> I've never heard it broken down like right. this. Right. So thank you for sharing cuz mm-hmm. who in each story like I can see my cuz I have a brother as well. He's younger. He's the youngest out of us. Um, because I have two older sisters, and then there's me, and then it's my younger brother. Even as you were speaking about <laughs> your son and how you had noticed that he, you know, was a little more aggressive in his approach. So right. you ca- you came to him humble. You didn't meet aggression with aggression. Right. You came to him humble, which allowed his heart and ears to be open when you spoke to him. Exactly. <sighs> and right. even the way you handled him when you realize, you know, he's watching what I'm doing and I'm going to get out of here. Right. But you handled him in such a way that didn't emasculate him. Even at a, even at that age, even at his age. Exactly. (sighs) Very important. And I, you know, I always let my kids know that, listen, dad is not perfect. I never, I never ever led my children to believe that I have always been saved. When my kids error, I, I believe it's I don't believe it's important to go into details of the things that you as a parent have done, but to let them know, listen, I've been there and I know exactly what you're dealing with at this moment. I would always let them know, look, I erred, I made mistakes also. But at the same time, at the age of fifty, I haven't lived fifty years to don't know at all, but I'm sure I've something that I could pass along, you know, at this point. Yeah. I know that's right. <laughs> and it's good because you're going to be passing it along to everybody who here it is. And I think it's going to bring a level of healing because even with me, like you're opening my eyes and, and it, and it'll honestly, I'm, I'm thinking about the way that I even handle my son. I can see my son and my daughter have completely different personalities already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And so <laughs> it even is having me rethink my approach to already at young ages try to create an environment for them that is specific to them. Exactly. Oh man, that's good. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And wow. Mm-hmm. That oh geez. It's, it's, it's extremely 
extremely important to um, you know to 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 uh, develop that safe space for your children um, because the way I look at it also is that we're living in a time in a society where um, uh, the morals and values and principles that I grew up under mm-hmm. is not being exercised anymore. That the yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. Uh, hello, how you doing? Uh, good morning. I'm sorry. I apologize. Basically, the common courtesy, and and uh, and even if as a parent you're teaching your children these morals and values, you must also remember that your your child have friends that live in a household that's not being taught these values. So it bring about uh, not just a distraction, but it bring about uh, conflict in your home. Because your children, they want to obey mom and dad's values, principles, and morals. But at the same time, they want to be accepted by their friends. So that make it that makes it difficult. So when, you know, I'm thinking about the age of your children. That makes it really, really difficult because they're fighting with that force. They're really going to be fighting with that at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so, it's unfortunate because... Even the time that I came up in and, and you know, your kids, we kind of came up in the same time. It was still the yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, but it mm-hmm. was kind of getting out of control at the beginning. Right. It was the beginning of getting out of control. Exactly. <laughs> but we common were courtesy. common courtesy. That's it. The common courtesy. It's not yeah. there. And and even no. now when I look out and I hear I hear and observe how people's children talk to other children and right. what parents allow. And I think that's important what you said. And that is also um and I think it's a misconception when people be like, well, you can't pick your kids' friends and you cannot, but you no. can steer them in such a way, which it right. means you can instill those values in them that would be the driving force to run away from those friends that don't share the values that they have. And you touched on that, but I think that's extremely important. And just from a parental standpoint, can you um, kind of go a little into that, like the importance of making sure that you instill those values in your children so that they do not come home one day and you don't recognize who they are because they have partnered up with somebody who. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, what I did with my kids and, and um, you know, I could definitely speak from self-experience. So with my kids, um, like if we sat at the dinner t- table, I would uh, have them turn the cell phones off. I would let them know whoever's on the other end is not invited to dinner. So I need you to turn the phones off. And mm-hmm. not in a rude way, but, but for the purposes because I need to know what you are dealing with. Right. Because there's a high rate of, of uh, bullying, high rate of suicide nowadays with children. And it'll be a sad thing to find out these kids was experiencing these things and you never really knew because you never provided that safe place for them. Right. And you never talked to them. The, we would go around the table and everyone would see what their day was like. You know, that's very, very, very important. That's the way I see it. That is important. And so you took, what I'm hearing you say is outside of, you know, the school and everything, you took time to be involved and get undivided attention so you could really get to know each area of their life. Exactly. Yes. That, that, that stems back to what I was saying earlier about wow. uh, you could have twelve kids and all twelve gonna have different personalities. Right. They may be a couple that you know may react the same way to certain situations, but they all gonna be different and they could be looking at the same situation but perceiving it a different way. 
Right. So it's very, very important that, yeah, that you provide that safe place, space even at home, you know. That's good. That's good. And I got one more question. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, when I tell you, you've been flowing amazingly. Oh, okay. <laughs> you've right. been answering... You've been answering the questions that I had without even knowing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, and that's and that's just a, that's mm. just when it be like that is God. Right. Um, and oh man, I am full from this myself. <laughs> okay. You were supposed to be the one on the virtual couch, but I'm here. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I told you, I'm, I told you, I'm a talker. I know I sit silent when you see me in church. You probably thinking he don't never say nothing, but hey, you drop a quarter in me, and I just go all day. <laughs> No, that's so funny because when I was pondering on this episode, I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to give me somebody who can give substance. That's what I prayed about because I prayed about this because this is the platform I believe the Lord gave me. And I wanted it to be a platform of integrity. I wanted it to be a platform where people can come in and get this kind of knowledge that you're giving, this kind of wisdom that you're giving, and it leads to healing. Right. And I believe without a doubt, the Lord answered my prayer. He exceeded my expectation with this conversation because I, I knew that you had a lot to give. I couldn't imagine. I can't imagine to have when you came to me that day, I looked you in your eyes. I couldn't imagine saying no to you <gasps> because you told me, you said I was expecting a, a, a slow no or something. Oh. You said that Because <laughs> I barely hear you talking yeah. in public. <laughs> you, yeah. So I, so I was thinking to myself. I won't disappoint you. I didn't. I didn't want to disappoint you. I saw it in your eyes, and I, I couldn't imagine seeing you walk away disappointed. Like, oh man, he said no. <laughs> I was gonna be. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad the Lord allowed you to see my heart because yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, Lord, really? <laughs> this the, like this is this is what we need. Exactly. And I said that. But now that it's come to fulfillment, mm-hmm. this was what I needed. Like it's coming to me first. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna hear the unedited version of this, and right. every piece is gonna be phenomenal. So I appreciate you for saying yes because yeah. wow, uh-huh. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's all I can say. Like I'm floor. When we mm-hmm. get off this call. And I, and I do a recap with you. I'm a pray after because when I tell you, you have really blessed me. Like, uh-huh. I wish I could give an offering to this conversation because uh, okay. I'm so serious because this has been an absolute blessing, like absolute blessing. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say this, too. Like, I, I and I've, I've observed you and your wife. I have observed you guys and y'all got phenomenal children. And I knew that y'all were amazing parents because of your children. Like right. they are y'all fruit, and it did not go in bad soil. Those y'all, y'all kids is amazing. Yes, <laughs> amazing. Oh, right. but let me. <laughs> wow, I'm. This was amazing. But my last question is: Can you give a piece of advice or a pondering thought um to leave with fathers and even? and I'm going to say fathers, but even just parents in general who want to know where to start with building that safe space for their children. How, like, what advice, wisdom can you give those parents that may be saying, you know, my kids are a little older, so what can I do? Or they're a little younger, what can I do? How would I start? What, can you speak to that? Yes. Um, 
Well, what I would say is, first of all, make sure that you have created that space for yourself first. Um, because it's hard to give something that you've never received. Uh, I would say because in one way of doing it, there's always someone that have gone where it is you're going or have been where it is that you're going. Uh, so whether you surround yourself once again around pastors, ministers, or, or, or someone of that nature, uh, these are people that probably have experienced some things that you haven't experienced yet. So um, what I would suggest is that make sure that they're a group of people or an individual that has already successfully created that safe place for their children. That's and good. When you, and when you find yourself as wind beneath their wings, then you would have not only found a safe space for yourself as a parent, but in return, you will be able to give your children something that they never can. <gasps> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you are just a gift. You a gift. You a gift to the kingdom. You and your wife are gifts to the kingdom. Yes. Y'all are gifts to people. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is there anything else you would like to add to because we're coming to a close? Is there anything else you want to say? Anything on your heart to share? Anything else you want to add? Well, I will say this right here to you. I appreciate. I want to let you know that I totally appreciate you, and you speak very, very well, and I like the questions as well too. Thank uh, you. I I um appreciate you giving me this opportunity to speak because, believe it or not, even as a minister, I went through um some situations. Uh, I ask people all the time that. I'm not down in churches at all, but church hurt is sometimes equivalent to relational hurt. Right. And I have experienced church hurt to a point to where I had pulled myself down uh, from, from ministering for a while and um, so that I could gather myself. And it's, it's and even though I'm back, but there's things like this and opportunities like this right here that have built my confidence confidence once again to be able to speak to people and to be able to do what it is that God has truly called me to. So I just want to appreciate you for, for that for this opportunity. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. But listen, the honor was really oh, mine. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for saying yes. <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. Like, I'm honored. And I know that this conversation is going to heal hearts and change perspectives i'm ex i'm putting the expectancy on that because it's, if, if i have received it this way mm -hmm. i cannot imagine what a, how it's gonna lay on the hearts of people who are broken right of, of men and women and children mm -hmm. kids and when i say children i'm talking about grown adults who are like me and who ain't never heard this right right oh <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. I am, um, y'all, y'all heard it here first. Minister Corey Mitchell, 
<laughs> Elias was even back here giving his amen. You, uh-huh. Y'all couldn't really hear him. But he was back here repeating some of the stuff you were saying. Yeah, and now I'm just listening to him. And he just I heard him every once in a while. <laughs> he was going in. <laughs> I had to leave out of the front room. <laughs> and see, and, and you want to know something? That what he was that what he was repeating, it's in his subconscious. Yes. And it's gonna come out of him, and he's gonna be like, I don't know where this is coming from, and how do I know this? But and it's gonna come out and it's gonna manifest in his life. And I believe that and I receive that because it, it is coming from a tree with good fruit. Yeah. And that is you. Like I really appreciate it. First uh-huh. of all, safe space. We got a treat today. We got more than what we bargained for. And we was bargaining a lot. Okay. Oh, yeah. We we were expecting it to be amazing, but uh, the Lord exceeded the expectation on today. Like I am so grateful. Oh, yeah. I am so thankful. I'm so honored. Thank you so I, much. Mr. I enjoyed Benjamin. myself. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. I'm glad <laughs> you did. So, um, listen, until next time, safe space. Now. Okay.